Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. Last week we were in a great America, but now we're back in the greatest America. Greg, say hello. Uh, yeah, you didn't count us down this time. It's like, you know, this brave new world we live in where you just kind of start recording all willy-nilly. Just kind of doing my thing. Uh, I don't think there's really any rules anymore. I can kind of say and do what I want. Okay. The Rangers well, are the God. best team in the NHL. I mean... Bites? You want to fight me? I don't want to. They don't have. You know, they don't have the most points, though, right? I'm aware that's Montreal. Okay, just wanted to check. Hey, how now that they're the best. Quick are, touch. Are we quantifying it like are the best team in America? What, how are we quantifying? Uh, yeah, best team in America for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, best American team. Uh, let's check in on that Shea Weber trade real quick. How are we feeling about that? Oh my god. Piss me off at this point because it's still a bad trade. It's just Shea Weber is having a fucking career season when. No one should have seen that coming, and P.K. Subban is struggling out of the gate. Like, I, I hate that people can justify that trade now. It's still unjustifiable. It They're is, right? Idiots. Like, I'm still I, – I still feel like Nashville won, like, big time. Yeah, but Shea Weber, there isn't a scenario where you wouldn't want P.K. Subban over Shea Weber. You'd want P.K. Subban every day over Shea Weber. Shea Weber is the only is, – is number one in plus minus in the league right now, and the next four people are Rangers. So yeah, plus plus minus. You gotta we, we gotta get you off of repeating plus minus as a stat. It is a terribly flawed stat. Fine, fine. It just seems it just seems like an interesting thing to look into, but maybe let's, it's just like RBI. Let's mark let's mark the day. Uh, today is the last day we bring up plus minus as a positive or negative reinforcement of a player's play. Are you trying to say Nick Holden isn't the second best defenseman in the NHL? Yeah, I'm trying to say that, Ryan. <laughs> Why? Plus minus says he is. Okay. Uh, all right, I will. I next, will stop. Next, you're gonna tell me that pitcher wins should determine AL or NL. Hey Cy man, that year wins. Phil Hughes, he won 19 games. Best pitcher. I almost, I almost want to hang up the phone on you right now. I think you almost did. Hey, welcome everyone. Today we're gonna to talk about the weekend sweep in Canada. We're gonna talk about Michael Grabner by the and uh, forward injuries and Bunyevis Bu- <laughs> uh, getting recalled up to the New York Rangers, and then we're gonna do a little bit of. Uh, upcoming national holidays along with a little bit of Mets talk and some nonsense, I'm sure. So, really hurts my heart that you made that reference with Grabner. He deserves better than that. I mean, does he? He's, he's, he's Wayne, yeah, Wayne he's, Gretzky Jr. He's basically, he's if Wayne Gretzky and Sidney Crosby had a kid, and that's Michael Grabner. Over these past 10 games, I really can't fight that argument. Um, I mean, you should. It's it's all hyperbole. But, <laughs> uh, I mean... It's sarcasm, Greg. What? what? I've never heard of it. Uh, oh, he it's has not allowed to... in this the world we live in now. You can't be sarcastic. Everything you say, you mean. No, I mean it. I will destroy the Habs. And <laughs> never, I don't even know where I'm going with this. But yeah, I don't know where he, you're going with he has been an incredible player for this team. Uh, people were saying we didn't have draft picks over the first couple years. You know what? I beg to differ. We have first round draft pick Michael Grabner on our team. I don't understand that point either. You're confusing the ever-loving hell out of me tonight. You're confusing me more than my go-to cycling event I'm, is confusing me. First right of all, now. let's let's talk about cycling in a second because we're big fans of cycling now. How am I confusing I mean, you? We haven't drafted anyone in the past couple years. Yeah, he, so why does that make Grabner a first-round draft pick? He was a first-round draft pick. That's the joke. That's the it's joke, a bad right? joke. Jesus Christ! It's I never said joke. it was. I never said it was good. <laughs> I have to call you out on your shit, man. No one else is going to. Plenty of people do. Anyway. Um, yeah, Grabner, he's been unbelievable. There really isn't anything else. To really, this is what? The fourth week of the season, right? And we're already talking about a fourth different player on a ridiculously scorching hot streak right now. We started off with Kreider. 
from Kreider, we went to VC. From VC, we went to Buchnevich. And now from Buchnevich, we're going right to Grabner. Oh, we had Hayes in there also. Hayes, Hayes, was Hayes was definitely in there. In there. Yeah. It, it, like, it's fucking nuts. Like, it's unbelievable how every week there is a different player on this team that is just scorching hot. And Michael right Grabner, now that week... Michael Grabner is already the best player on Las Vegas. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just funny because at the end of the preseason, we were talking about how Grabner, there was a chance that, you know, he should have been the healthy scratch forward in preference to Brandon Peary. And now Grabner's playing on the first line because of the injuries that have happened. Well, and not just not just playing on the first line out of happenstance. He's playing on the first line because he deserves it. Like, I, I can't think of a more scorching red-hot Ranger forward right now than Michael Grabner. How could you? Uh, he, I did make the point at the beginning of the season I had some – Beloved Islander friend friends, and they all told me that enjoy watching Michael Grabner get breakaways and never scoring. And let me tell you, I have. <laughs> Except the Except scoring he's game. Yeah. He's finding the holes in the net and is just putting them through goaltenders. It's incredible. Now, do I expect Michael Grabner to lead the Rangers in goals this season? Of course not. I'm not a I'm not a lunatic, but Am my I God, is it? this no? I, no, but like if this is just. This is what having forward depth does for you. The fact that literally every week the Rangers are rotating red-hot players that we can talk about. And this week it's Grabner. Uh, his goals yesterday were, I mean, part of it I think was bad goaltending. Like the one goal he had, he just, there was so much open net and he just found the right spots. But 10 goals so far this season, I think most Ranger fans would have been happy with a 15-goal season from Grabner total. Oh, not yeah. just not just through the first 16 games. Uh, I think 15 would have been a very fair number to expect from Michael Grabner this year. He's Dude, got had nine goals last 16 year. 16 games. So this yeah. is this is a wonderful uh, surprise for us. That Unreal. that second goal against the Oilers was astounding. He reads the pass, uh, uh, stick checks it, not stick check, poke checks the poke checks the puck, goes down and deeks the goaltender. It was a thing of beauty, and. You don't really see many players doing that these like you, you, how many players could do that on our even our team? Oh, that's the thing. Like the weird thing is, I think every Ranger can do that on this team this he's, year. He's he's fast that's what we've been though, seeing. man. He's he's he got is. he's a little more crafty than Kreider too, and he's just as fast. Yeah, I Grabner brings an element of speed that the Rangers sorely missed when Haglin left. And I'm not saying Grabner is as fast as Haglin. I'm not saying Grabner is a better player than Haglin. I'm saying Grabner is a better player than anybody in the NHL. And we're just, <laughs> we're just along for the ride. No, but honestly, I think one of the things the Rangers missed last year was an element of speed that they just did not have. Uh, and they were asking Kreider to play a style of hockey that I don't think suits his game. And this year, Kreider went healthy because apparently injuries is something we got to worry about with him now. We'll get to that Kreider went healthy has been able to play – his style of hockey and the Rangers, they're not asking him to do something unnatural and having Grabner in there just to literally be a speed rush and finish chances and just create havoc in the neutral. He can turn any, he turns any turnover into a two on, two on one with his speed, which the Rangers just haven't had in over a year. And it has changed their team. And it's not just Grabner. There are other players on the Rangers that can do this. Now Mika has more speed than Derek Broussard had. Uh, Buchnevich is faster than what the Rangers had previously. Uh, oh, Brandon no. Peary has been phenomenal in that regard as well. It's just, it really is, it's really incredible what this kind of forward depth can do for your team. 
and we're seeing it firsthand with the Rangers. And the great thing is, you know, this this will be a nice transition for us. When you have this kind of depth, it is never a good thing to lose Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich to injuries at the exact same time. But when you have the depth that the Rangers do, you can kind of absorb it. You can, and that's weird for an NHL team, uh, especially in, in this kind of economy. Econ- in this economy? In this economy? In this economy? We're uh, losing so many times to China. Yeah, yeah. And once we build the wall, it's going to be really tough for this Ranger team to have that many forwards. But uh, at this point in time, it, it is very strange for us to be like, well, we lost two of our best players, but we're still stacked out of our minds. Uh, yeah, think about it. I am thinking about it. It's the, great. The top line now, yeah, the top line now, I think, is Mika, Zook, and Grabner. No problems there, especially with how hot Grabner is. The second line is still uh, Nash, Stepan, and. Easy. Did they move VC back up? I think they moved. They moved back VC up. back up, right? I believe so. And then you have Hayes, Goss, and Miller on the third line. Like those top nine forwards, however you want to pair them, they're interchangeable and they're playing extremely well. And then your fourth line now becomes uh, Bunyevis has been called up, and he'll be paired with Peary, who goes back to his natural wing position, and you get um, Oscar Lindbergh as well. So and Lindbergh like, not a that slouch. is still like, like Lindbergh is a, a good solid, fourth liner. It, no, and that's a solid fourth line. It's a fourth line that it's a young fourth line where everyone wants to prove their worth in the lineup and stay in the lineup. So when you have a fourth line like that that's hungry and wants to prove something to the coaching staff, that's a good thing. That pushes the pressure up a little bit on the nine forwards in front of them and makes those three guys feel like they need to prove something in order to get more ice time, which is exactly what you want on your team. Now, I do have a critique. Um because what would this podcast be without us complaining? Yes. Complaining about something. Adam Clendenning, yeah. I don't think, even saw the ice last night. The Rangers had to play a forward down and they played with seven defensemen. And they did not put, they activated Clendenning for the game and then did not put Clendenning in the lineup. I don't know what AV is missing. I really don't. I, I just, what is he seeing? that all of us aren't seeing because everyone that evaluates the Rangers and watches the Rangers, Adam Clendenning does something for this team that helps and does not take away defensively from anything the team does. What does AV not see there that he doesn't like, that he doesn't want AV, uh, excuse me, Clendenning in his lineup every night, that when he's playing a forward down, he still keeps Clendenning on the bench and does not put him into the game. What 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 is he missing? I I honestly don't know, and it's it's such an indictment over the quality of coach. Like I can only view AV as such a good coach. There is a clear ceiling in my head for AV because I just don't know how he evaluates defensive players, and it doesn't seem to make any sense to me whatsoever how he does it. So all the good AV does is just it's prohibited in my mind because I. What am I missing, Ryan? What what are what are we missing that A V knows that he can defend not playing Adam Clendenning on a nightly basis? I don't think we're Where, what is it? I, I don't think we're missing anything. We've watched Adam Clendenning perform and live up and make this team in the first place. You know, he could have gotten cut in the preseason. So A V obviously saw something that was like, Okay, well, we want him over McElrath. 
So he's obviously better than McElrath. Let's let's send and wave him. So we, he's going to make this team. Then he goes out and performs. Never has a terrible game where he's absolutely dominated or looks overmatched. Is AVC something in practice that we're not seeing? I I none, no beat reporter has said anything that like Glendening looks overmatched. Uh, he can't perform at this level. There's a reason why he's been on five teams. Every time he's been on the ice and I've watched him, he's been able to do solid puck control and, and have, a, have a threat in the power play uh, that provides some offense that we, we needed. I will say that our defense hasn't looked as poor of recent as it usually has or has the reputation to. Nick Holden has come around for our, our team here. Ryan McDonough uh, continues to have an amazing season along with Brady Shea, who's having a total breakout season and leading or leading some of the rookies in points this year. Uh, even Dan Girardi's come around, and now he has more goals than he had last year, which, no surprise, he had a shit year yeah. last year. Okay, but, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. I'm not going to let Dan Girardi scoring goals be indicative of his overall play. Dan Girardi's still playing poorly. It's one of those things where, again, the Rangers' offense is so dynamic that it's forcing teams to play on their heels a little bit and knocks them off their socks. The Rangers' offense is so good, it's helping them defensively because there's only so much time they can spend First of all, behind in a game, and second, um, just in transition. The Rangers spend so much time in transition offensively that it's really doing wonders for their defensive numbers. It's kind of hiding some of their weaknesses, but the weaknesses are still there. Nick Holden is starting to get points offensively. He still seems overmatched at times defensively. Dan Girardi is still very slow. But Dan Girardi did have paired. a few giveaways this week that were pretty bad. But Dan Girardi's being paired with Ryan McDonough, who right now is playing maybe the best hockey of his career. So that is kind of once again um, hiding some of the warts that are shown on Dan Girardi when you look at him independently of the entire team structure. So I will stop short of saying the defense has looked better. I will say the defense has not been put in positions to fail recently. Uh, I mean, let's not forget the Canucks game. The Canucks were a bad team who the Rangers gave up five goals to. I tried to forget so, that entire day, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, like, you have to remember that, like, yeah, the Rangers are 12-4 and four right now, which is amazing. I would not have expected the Rangers to win 12 of their first 16 games in regulation, nonetheless. Um, right now, though, there are still defensive issues on this team. It's just those issues are being covered up because the offense – is otherworldly. The Rangers are the only team in the NHL with a plus-minus goal differential over 20. Um, hey, man, plus-minus doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. but plus-minus goal differential no, is know. just like the same as run differential in baseball where it's indicative of team play, yes. bro. Bro. Why don't you lock it just up? Just being a dick, man. Um, no, but, yeah, I still, I still have grave concerns about this defense, and I think in a seven-game series, those weaknesses will be brought to light and it makes me nervous uh so which you know it brings my point closer to home that Adam Clendenning is part of the solution not part of the problem I get that Dan Girardi plays because he's a veteran presence in the locker room you're paying him a lot of money those are not great reasons for him to be playing every night but look we this is the world we live in I get it there is no scenario in which Adam Clendenning is going to be getting serious minutes over Dan Girardi however I still don't understand why Nick Holden gets minutes over Clendenning. Clendenning is better on the power play. Clendenning is a better two-way defender. And I think one-on-one, Clendenning is a better defender than Nick Holden, period. Uh, I, I, I just I, – I just love if, that you're like, – you're, you're still on I mean, the Nick Holden hate train. Like the hate train has really left the station for Nick Holden. And I'm sure it's coming back. And you might be leading it. 
But for right, <laughs> you might be the conductor of the Nick Holden hate train. Because online, even on Twitter, the Nick Holden hate train is really calmed down. It's in the station. Yeah, again, everyone's taking out Sunshine calm Station. Because, it's calmed down because the defense isn't a problem right now. No, it's but not. And I'm sure it's coming back. And I'm sure he's going to scapegoat. And you're going to be full force, conductor head on, pulling the coal train right into the station for Nick Holden. Yeah. But, well, I'm just going to say, like, look, people didn't complain about Dylan G when the Mets rotation was unbelievable and even oh Dylan God. G was throwing six 16 shutout innings every night. Mets. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Dylan G was always a problem in the Met rotation. It just was less of a problem when Dylan G threw back-to-back no-run uh, no six-inning performances. Yeah, of course, Dylan G looks good in that small sample. But then you realize, wait a second, he's Dylan fucking G. And that's what Nick Holden is. Nick Holden should not be a guy that is automatically penciled into a lineup every night. That's just, that's not who the Rangers were acquiring when they traded a fourth round pick to get him. And if the reason why Nick Holden is all of a sudden respected enough where he's getting this much playing time with the Rangers because Patrick Waugh had some nice things to say about him, there's a reason why Patrick Waugh is not coaching a team right now in the NHL. <laughs> no other team, when Patrick Waugh quit, the Avalanche was like, you know who we really need right now? You know who we, we need? really need We Patrick need the Waugh. We need the wall, yeah. man. No one said it. So I, I just it, – it still hurts my mind that Adam Clendenning is getting the shaft. I'm, I, I'm, of course, going against you. I feel like right now I think uh, Nick Holden's held his own. He's started to play better. Uh, he hasn't looked flawed as much. Now is Adam Clendenning better? I can't I, – I happen to be on the train if I'd like to see more of Clendenning before I make that that conclusion. You've already jumped to that conclusion. You've made that clear. Um but I, I think he has more of an upside than Nick Holden. I, I agree with you in that point. But as of right now, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This team's doing very well, uh, with the exception of the trap games we've lost, which we've only lost trap games, by the way. Um, I wouldn't call the Blues a trap game. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. The, the, but I would say the Red Wings was it was kind of a trap game. And uh, No, that, that was a game, again, where it's just Jimmy, Jimmy Howard, Howard just stood. Fine. Game. So the, the Canucks and the Hurricanes are definitely trap games. Absolutely. Okay. And we lost those two. We wouldn't come to play those nights. And I understand why we didn't come to play last Tuesday. So neither did America. Shout out to America. And, um, and yeah. So uh, this going this team going forward, I don't want to break it up. I think Nick Holton's been playing okay. Maybe there's chemistry that there that, that ABC is and he wants to keep going. Of course, Patrick Waugh gave him the good word. So he's got to be a good boy. Eh? So that's that's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just – I disagree. I Like, again – I feel like in order for us to be a successful podcast, we need to pick one point every week to just pound home. And it really might be one of those situations where every week everything's working so well offensively that I have nothing to complain about. I just want Kreider and Buknevich to be healthy. Um, But again, if they're going to miss time, 100% would rather have them miss time right now versus miss time later in the season when we're making a playoff push. So I'd rather them get fixed. I'd rather them get well. And then, you know, let's see what Boo can do. I'm, I'm curious to see what Boo can do. I mean, I'm very curious about Boo. Our, our good friend, James Clark, raved about him in the preseason. So said he was his favorite person to watch in the AHL and he had a man crush on him. So seeing what he could do up at the NHL level is going to be rather exciting to watch. We didn't actually say what was wrong with Kreider or Boo. That's because we frankly don't know. I think right now uh, it's back spasms for Boo. Was, they, they've said they've made that clear. Was just about to say uh, that. Thanks for cutting me off, but I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Um, well, and then, you know, when you do, when you lead in with, we don't know what's wrong with either of them. And, and, and then, then I, I go, I was about to say, but it's been reported that Bukovic has back spasms and that Kreider has an upper body injury. Book is is expected to be out longer than Kreider, so Kreider actually isn't ruled out for tomorrow's game officially. I don't believe. But 
no one's expecting either to play tomorrow. Nope. So or today, if you're listening today, or yesterday, if you're listening on Wednesday. Yes. I don't know. Or whatever you choose to listen. First, the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver, British Columbia. Kreider and Bucinavich will probably not play. So maybe, possibly, who knows? Who knows? But you will, because you're in the future. Exactly. All right. Uh, have we talked? All the Ranger we need to talk. Is there anything else? Oh, yes. There's one more thing I need to touch on. Antti Ranta, what a fucking signing. Oh, my God. Uh, remember last year? <laughs> How many bad takes did I have last year? Uh, Ante, All the takes? Antti Ranta. Did was, I have a good take last no, year? No, it was a good take. Antti Ranta was playing like garbage back then. He didn't win any games. He was playing. He was getting beat by crap teams. And this team just wasn't wasn't good in general. But now he's, he's standing on his head as a brick wall. He's, he's been... If we're being honest, Antti Ranta has played better than Henrik Lundqvist this year. We are being honest, and I agree with you. Um, and but that, that again, that's he... not me. That, that is not in any way me saying the Rangers should be playing Ranta ahead of Lundqvist more. That's me just being like, look, maybe this is the year where we can actually limit Hank to 55 games because we're not giving anything up with our backup goalie. And Ranta signed for a million dollars. Like that, I mean, that's a lot of money, of course, but in the NHL for a backup that's suitable and is playing this well, that's a good deal. Let me just say, I we need a we need to lock up um, Benoit Allaire to like get a, a lifetime contract. Lock him up, yeah. Like he could go. Never let him go because Cam Talbot, Auntie Ranta, remarkable work he's doing with well, these goalies. And you know he has the next project and Igor coming over soon. So, well, Igor, if he comes over, there's a big if with Igor. That's fine. Uh, you're right. But my, my God, no, like. Every day, the updates in Russia is like, oh, my God, they oh, won look, again. Oh, look, Igor shut out again. He won They're, again. What a, what, a, what a stunner. Great. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so uh, we do have some hope in the future in a goalie that way, you know, down the line when Hank does end up deciding to call it quits, which could be five years from now. So, uh, yeah, could be a while. Could be, could be a while. All right, Greg, we've talked all the Ranger we could talk. Let's move on to – actually, I lied. Let's move on to the, the upcoming schedule in our favorite segment, National Holidays. Sure. You ready? So uh, this, this week, as we've stated, on Tuesday, November 15th, we are playing the Canucks, which happens to be Pack Your Mom's Lunch Day. Greg, you're going to pack your mom's lunch? Uh, you know, <laughs> unlike you, I don't live with my mom still, so Ouch. I probably won't be able to. Ouch, Mrs. Mead is upset with you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you're still living with your mother, but... Am I, though? I, no, I totally I don't know. know. Are you? Wait, am I making this up? Do you? No. I really don't know. No, it's a good, good question. Am I, though? Um, right, let's leave that open-ended. We don't know. Am I, though? That we leave it open-ended really answers the question, doesn't it? November 18th, <laughs> we are playing the Blue Jackets in Ohio, the contested state. Uh, and that is <sighs> and that is married to a Scorpio support day. So, <laughs> so Married to a Scorpio support day. When, uh, when, when, like, what's the time frame for Scorpios? Are you I, a Scorpio? I don't think I, I actually am. don't know anything about ast- astrology at all, and I should have looked this oh, up. Okay. Anyone who's married to a Scorpio, you have my back that day. Like, if sure. you need help, I think I'm an Aries. I really don't. Know. I know I'm a Leo. That's all I know. That's all I know. So if anyone for the interested... longest time, I thought I was a Gemini, and then someone corrected me, and now I realize I'm an Aries. And you were like, "Oh, I, that means nothing to me." Yeah, right. I continued living my life. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, November twentieth, this Sunday. Versus the Panthers at home, MSG, is one of my favorite days of the year, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Woo, Greg. Peanut Butter Fudge? Peanut Butter Fudge. Teach me your ways. What is peanut butter fudge? Seriously? So it's just, uh, it's just, it's just peanut butter flavored fudge, or like a fudge made with peanut butter. Have you not had fudge? I mean, I love 
You love fudge? Fudge, but I've never thought to involve peanut butter with it. You're a fudge guy? What? How? First of all, anything chocolate you could involve peanut butter with. I don't think that's a question. Okay, uh, hot take for you. Oh, no. <laughs> there are only, I really, I just, peanut butter and chocolate, like, all right, Reese's, again, going back to this. Yeah, yeah, Reese's has perfected peanut butter and the chocolate mix so well that I don't want to mix peanut butter and chocolate in any other you should, But that's like, way. you should try like a homemade like peanut butter, I guess like a, like a bakery peanut butter fudge. That's a whole other experience. It's not like... I, but I'd rather just have I'd rather just have the chocolate fudge. Oh my god, no! There's nothing wrong with chocolate fudge. Why, nothing, like, I'm not shitting on chocolate fudge, uh, Mister Mister. Why ruin a good thing? Chocolate fudge is a good thing. Why ruin a good in thing? Your to mind, have it's something like the Nick better, right? In national peanut so why butter would I fudge. Fuck it up? Oh god, just get a swirl at least. Do not like. Okay. Nah. Side note: Since we're uh, this is especially nonsense. Um. Do you not like peanut butter, like vanilla ice cream, or peanut butter chocolate ice cream? Is that like, no, you... no, I don't want peanut butter with my ice cream at all. You're crazy, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my ice cream. Uh, no, so you're you're like I'll take. I got another hot take for you. You want to know no. what my favorite flavors of ice cream are? Okay, can I do it? Can I add? Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's vanilla. Yeah. Strawberry. No. Okay, and it's just it's just vanilla and chocolate. It's just vanilla and chocolate. Oh my god. That's right. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. Can I ask you a blasphemy question? Do you do you like sure. soft serve, right? I love soft serve. Okay. Do you do this? Do you do the twirl? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's that. If you didn't do the twirl, we were gonna have a problem. No. Look, unlike some people in this America we now live in, I believe chocolate and vanilla go very well together. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. Obama. Uh, <laughs> Wait, well, I'm not talking about Obama. What are you talking about? No, I know you're talking about. You hate Obama. I get it. Um, okay. Not at all, but <laughs> see, whatever. See what I'm doing. Um, and then, by the way, any, everyone go out this Sunday. It's a Sunday. You got nothing to do. Go down to the bakery. Go to your Astoria or Brooklyn. You got your bakery. Get some National Peanut Butter Fudge. Tweet at me. Tell me how it was. At Orion Mead. Uh, I just started Twitter today. Anyway. Uh, and then our, our final game, before you, you hear from us again, we will be podcasting directly after at the Penguins game. We're not going to be Ooh. at the Penguins game, but that day is False Confession Day. False Confession Day? Yeah. So, you know, if we, you ever want to get something to admit something, like, you, you know, like maybe you, you know, even voted for Trump. Like, you know. like I voted for Donald Trump? Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> False <laughs> Confession. Uh, too. Trust Tree, full confession. Uh, in Georgia, we live in, I think, the first congressional district here in Chatham County. Right. Uh, Earl Buddy Carter is our congressman, and he was running unopposed this year. I didn't want to vote for Earl Buddy Carter, so I wrote in my own candidate. I will give you – I think you know. I know, so I, don't even ask me to guess because I know. Uh, my only fear is now Yoannis Espedes will think that people in Georgia want him to play for the Braves because they voted him for Congress. Oh, we have a lot to yo, talk about. Here's what, I, here's what happened, yo. I voted for you. A, day, a diehard Met fan. I want you back that badly that I am willing for you to be my congressional representative. So – just remember that when you're coming around to do the Mets really want me back. Yeah, we really want you back. Yeah, no, you really want him back. Really want him back in the let's, worst way. Let's uh, let's let's talk quickly about these games. Not that we ever do previews anymore because we suck at them. Um, but well, there's just a point in previewing games. Like, yeah, it's not you, football. You guys know it. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's there's four games next week. There's no point in us previewing a game on Monday when something may happen tomorrow that will change the landscape of exactly. Monday. 
And it's also, you know, you know, we don't actually suck. We're just, you know, we're just telling you that's an excuse for us. We're the best, you know. That's all we are. Well, that and it would require research, and yeah, I don't know I don't about want, you, I don't but time for that. I don't really want to do that. Yeah, like what I know is what I know. Who's paying me for this? Uh, no one. Nobody. And nobody, buddy. Buy, buy a shirt. Then we'll think about researching. I got, I got another shirt over this week. Woohoo! Uh, did you really? I did. Yeah, I'm gonna ship it out. I, I actually. Jimbo, for steal from this other podcast, I made a mistake. I took a nice stroll to the post office on Friday. Veterans Day. Look at that. Ah, <laughs> well done. It was closed. Well so done. went to go ship that out. Not open. Not uh, your best move. Not I will say move. I'm going to go ahead and say this is six-point week. I think we beat the Canucks, uh, the Blue Jackets. I think we also beat, beat Panthers. And then I think we end up taking it on the chin uh, in, in Pittsburgh and then taking them back the Wednesday after. But we'll talk about that next week. See, the Panther game worries me because I think the Rangers are going to be up for the Penguins. And that Panther game has – first of all, the Panthers are a good team. Uh, second of all, it just has the makings of a trap. Okay. Every, see that. Everyone's, going to be, everyone's going to be looking at Monday. It might be another – I mean, at this point, I can say it's going to be another Ronta start, but that doesn't matter because it's definitely going to be a Ronta start. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just – there's something about that Panther game that makes me a little nervous. I just want to kill uh, the Canucks 5-0. Five, five I just want to destroy them. Just because with this a team we should have beat, I, I'm not. I don't have anything against the Canucks. You know, 94. Sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> not so sorry, actually. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, it's uh, fine because after 94, then we signed Pavel Bore for reasons, and he was just a fucking train wreck for us. So. That's my fart noise. But um, yeah, no. So I, I just want to destroy them because there's a team we shouldn't have lost to. They were they lost nine in a row. We're one of the best teams in America. We are the I best just... team in America, and we shouldn't have lost to them. So. For whatever reason, I knew the Rangers were losing that game, we but I, I did win money off that game because I took the over on goals. Yeah, uh, five uh, and a half, and eight, you know, seven goals, eight goals. Was it eight goals? Yep. So that's enough for our Ranger talk. We've officially hit that maximum capacity. Let's move on. Oh, speaking of which, uh, you have some news about Georgia, right? I do. Uh, it is with great pleasure that I can say Georgia will be my former state by the first of December. I'm coming home, baby. I'm coming back north. This is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overlay music over this, but um, you're coming back to New York. Where are you going? I'm moving to Albany. I'm going to be doing some work in the news industry up in the capital region. The so capital. when I say New York, I mean like New York State, we not be, New York City. definitely be planning a live show where we can... Uh, definitely be going to some Ranger games now, which will be great. Certainly you and I will be going to games together, which will be fun. And if anyone wants to come out and meet us and, and hate us in real life, that's nice too. Yeah, um, you can do it. Absolutely. We can do that. We'll wear shirts. Um... So that's good. You're coming home. You're coming home. And I'm telling the world. You're telling the world you're coming home legitimately? Ranger Nation. No, but but in all seriousness, it's about time. Uh, I moved down to Savannah the day after graduation. Literally the day after we graduated, I drove down with my sister straight through to Savannah, and I've been here five and a half years. And, you know, it it, it was worth it. Like, I have no regrets about it because I, I, I just – I didn't want to move in with my parents. I don't know what I would have done if I did. So it kind of, th this was literally a kick in the ass that I needed to see if I can survive in the real world. And uh, barely is the answer. I can barely survive in the real world. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm ready to be back with everyone we went to college with, all the friends from home. I've made some great friends down here in Savannah that will be friends for with me for the rest of my life. But, you know, home is home has always been New York. So it's about time I come back. Right. And welcome back, Greg. All right. I missed you. We're going to go to games together. We'll hold hands. It'll be really cute. All right. Now I just need to find a place to live. That's it. How hard could that be? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you have some people you could stay with That in the meantime. Let's move on to a little bit of Mets talk because there's definitely some stuff I want to torture you about. But let's let's talk about Neil Walker first. 
What do so, you mean torture me about? Oh, I you don't remember what happened last week? What happened last week? I don't know. Two maybe former Mets signed with one oh, of your God. most hated I blacked rackets. it out. Look, last week was a long week, man. I tried to black out a lot of stuff that happened. Well, let's, oh, my God. Let's I actually forgot all about that. Yes, just I'm glad about. I bring it up. So, uh, waddling down to Atlanta. Uh, great show, by the way. Side note. But waddling down just, to Atlanta is Bartolo just how Colon. Fucked up, how fucked up is it that I am here for five and a half goddamn years and the Braves... Right as I decide to move back to New York, sign literally my two favorite pitchers of possibly all time in R.A. Dickey and Bartolo Colon. Yeah. I would have bought season tickets this year (laughs) to see those guys. How do you feel about that? So are you going to – It's it's fucked up. That's that's how I feel about it, Ryan. Are you excited to watch Bartolo Colon pitch seven shutout innings against the Mets twice a year? Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's going to happen. The good news is – the Braves offense is still pretty bad that maybe the Mets can score runs after Cologne leaves the game. Um, no, I mean, you're not scoring with him there. He's waddling in. No, he's a beast. He was great last year. He's going to be great again this he's year. He's a monster, man. I don't know. What, at, he was at the same time, at the same time, I will say this. Uh, if the Mets were going to have to spend 12 and a half million dollars to keep Bartolo, it's probably better that they let him walk. If I'm being completely and utterly honest. Was that because, really the, the price to keep Bartolo? Yeah, the, the Braves signed him for $12.5 million. Woo! I'd go to the Braves so, right now. Because <laughs> th- think, let, think let's think about this. So let, let's let's assume some health with the Mets, right? So the Mets starting five to begin next year, tentatively, if all goes well in spring training, Noah Syndergaard, Jacob deGrom, Matt Harvey, Stephen Metz, Zach Wheeler. Now, Wheeler hasn't pitched in two years, so it's hard to pencil him in. But then you put in Seth Lugo, and Matt Harvey is coming back from um, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery, so he's iffy. And so you put Rob Gisellman in. I was about to say, I so, really like Gisellman. Yeah, so the Mets legitimately have seven bona fide starting pitchers right now on their mm-hmm. roster. So Cologne would be number eight, which if you're spending – if the Mets have bigger needs than an eighth starting pitcher, namely – one, Neil Walker, who re-signed today for the qualifying congratulations, offer. Congratulations, congratulations. Uh, really like it because um, while Mr. I don't Rara think Neil Walker necessarily is a $17 million a year player, I would rather have one year of Neil Walker at $17 million than three years of Neil Walker at $12 million a year. I just I don't know if Neil Walker is a guy you need to lock up long term. I think Neil Walker is great. He was great for the Mets this year, uh, and I think he'll be great for the Mets next year. But I think after next year, you get to a situation where you're kind of prepared to wash your hands of it, and whatever you got in those two years is what you got. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's just how I feel. And this way, Jose Reyes can now play literally um, like four times a week at three different positions, which is great. Because Dribble Cabrera can get a day off every week. Neil Walker can get a day off every week. And David Wright can get two days off every And week. inevitably, when David Wright doesn't play any any more baseball, Jose Reyes can play uh, right, Here's what you need to do. Fuck off, first okay. of all. Okay, go uh, second off. of all, fuck off even more. <laughs> David yes. Wright's a stink, right? Okay. Like, he's, he's I right. get it. I get it. He's broken. You don't need to tell me David Wright is broken. Hey, but Red, if David Wright says he can play, David Wright's broken. well, damn, damn in hell, he's going to have a spot on this team. <laughs> It's real to me, damn it. Uh, I fucking love David Wright. That is, that is a touchy fucking subject, bro. I, I Really, I could not tell. Um, 
I do want to touch on a little bit of nerddom before we head out here real quick. Nerddom? It hit me. Yeah. New Pokemon comes out this Friday. Are you... I don't know what this means. Oh, do you have have you have been ever been a Pokemon guy? I was a Pokemon guy way back in the day when there was only 151 of them, and it was oh, easy to keep track of. Never mind. It's been a while for you. It's been a long while. Uh, okay. I never got into Pokemon Go. I might be the only person in the world that didn't get into Pokemon Go. Yeah, you really um, are. All that, I'm going to say is Psyduck is still my boy. I, I fucking love me some Psyduck. Love me some Psyduck, too. Vaporeon has been my, been my Pokemon of choice forever, but I will say with the Pokemon Go extravaganza, he was the mo- most Broco uh, Pokemon, so he lost his luster pretty quickly. Uh, well, that's fucked up. I know it's like the Yankees bandwagon just got my on my Pokemon. It was the worst. Um, the new game comes out this Friday. I will say I'm excited. So I, I didn't know if you ever played. I, I usually don't block out weekends to play games anymore, but I'm kind of doing that this week. So the uh, I played the Game Boy games and I attempted Pokemon Snap back on the N64. Wonderful game, by the way. Yeah, I had I had some fun, but I was also I don't know. I was an idiot with that game. I don't think I ever took it very seriously. You shouldn't. Like I, I remember, I knew how to get creatures. I knew how to get the the scyther every time by throwing something in the bushes. Yep. Yep. I remember that, and then I remember you gotta watch the eyes when you're in the cave. If the eyes are close together. That's the ditto. Yep. You don't want the ditto. That's a fake picture. <laughs> exactly. You got to make them transform. Right. For the extra um, so I remember that from Pokemon Snap, and that's literally it. Okay. I was the kid. I was the kid that I really only played sports so, video games. That's fine. Up. Do you know what they did uh, in the new Pokemon? You might like this or might not. I, 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 they I took no some idea. of the original 150 and they made them Aloha versions. So what? it's all it's it's based in Hawaii. Uh, shout out to my this. roommate Luis. But um, uh, is he Hawaiian? He was. He lived in Hawaii for three years. But he okay. That doesn't mean he's Hawaiian. Yeah, he definitely, I, definitely I, is. I look. Biases aside, really thought Luis is his name is Luis. That's correct. I think he's definitely. Mexican. That's uh, that's incorrect, but uh, he's he's American American by association with Puerto Rico. So he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, he is. Oh, that's too bad. Trump's about to deport his ass. I know, poor guy. Um, But I will say, you know, let me me finish. Puerto Rico, they can vote. They can vote in primaries. They can't vote in the presidential election. You know that? That is weird. What is that? Why? It's a little fucked up. Um, They're American citizens, and they're not allowed to vote. Uh, Thought we got over this. They are okay. Quickly, uh, the Aloha versions. They like made. You remember the, the Pokemon Vulpix, the little fox? Yes. They made it an ice, an ice fox instead. So they've 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 switched everything uh, for this Aloha like Hawaii version Pokemon. So I'm I'm interested to see how that works out. Okay. Well, I'm I'm excited for you, friend. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I will say if anyone's celebrating Friendsgiving this weekend, congratulations, happy Friendsgiving. You're hanging out with all your friends, eating all turkey before you go with your family. Enjoy that. I believe I am celebrating Friendsgiving on Sunday. It's Friendsgiving and Survivor Series. Ooh, ooh, Survivor gotta watch Series. Goldberg, bro. You gotta watch. Like if we're talking about. Things that were great when we were kids, uh, right there with fucking Goldberg. Nothing I, was better than Goldberg. I, I usually don't watch. I only watch WWE twice a year, and I will. Uh, you know, can you guess the two, the two times you definitely can? Yeah, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. That's it. So that's when I watch wrestle. Uh, that's when I watch wrestling. I might watch Survivor Series for Goldberg. Hey, it, Goldberg real quick, last night, bro. Real quick. Oh, is that what it is? Oh yeah. Uh, I gotta watch that. Um, Conor McGregor. Did you watch the fight? Uh, I didn't. Uh. So I'm having a bit of a like farewell tour in Savannah. Right. Uh, so I was out and about this weekend. Okay, real quick. That guy's amazing. Unbelievable. Uh, un- unreal. He's one of the few guys that can talk the shit and then push your shit in. When he put his hands behind his back and just stuck his head in, I was like, what is this guy doing? He's cocky. He's going to get hit. 
he was dodging punches right in front of his face the entire time and just manhandled that guy. I first was, first ever dual championship holder in UFC history. Really incredible. Uh, was very entertaining. Did not watch any other fight. Got to watch a couple minutes of that fight and was incredibly entertained. Hard for me to get into UFC. I get the appeal. I understand it. Um, but uh, it's definitely – some fights like that are, are can't miss events, in my opinion. Yeah, and, I mean, it was the first one in New York. It was in Madison Square Garden. Exactly. Uh, Milan Lucic actually had a pretty hilarious tweet. I didn't know Lucic was – I didn't think he had it in him. Uh, he tweeted out on Saturday that it would be really cool if the New York fans would do the whistle and the Potvin sucks chant during oh, the fight. Wow. It actually kind of made me like Milan Lucic for a second. That was which... I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that at all. Um, but we got some we got some buddies that are big UFC fans, so I'm probably going to get more in the UFC when I move to Albany because okay. I'll actually have people to watch with. Hey, one other nerd news and we're out of here. You and I play this game called Overwatch, right? You play you dabble. Uh, I I I'm I dabble a lot. I'm not good, but I dabble. I play a lot. Did you hear they announced a league um, to which they're going to associate teams with states? So like there will be a New really? York, a New York Overwatch team, a Florida one, a California. Yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of a big deal, I think. Um, I get so angry playing Overwatch for like I'm not good at the game, so it's half being angry at myself. But it seems like every time I play Overwatch, I play with people that are worse than me, and I just get mad at them. I do the same thing, but I'm actually like okay at the game. And when I play with people that are worse, I'm just like I try not to get mad. And I try not to be like, please switch your character. We're losing, losing so bad. Uh, but uh, it, it's just uh, it's a frustrating game. See, but but it will yeah, be interesting. Thing, like, I've gotten good at Lucio, and everybody likes a healer. Right. So I feel like people can't ever get angry at me because I'm just like, bro, I'm fucking healing. No you. one's Relax. ever angry at you. No one. Yeah. No. Because no one really bad. wants to be the healer. But I'm like, like it's I one do. of those things where I, I don't like. I'm good at Lucio, and I like winning, so I'll be Lucio. Yeah. But I'd rather I'd rather kill people with like soldier or Z- tracer. Zingata is my boy. He's my he's my he's my bay along with Roadhog. But anyway, real quick, I think it'll be very interesting to see because it's really hard to follow esports now when there's like all these teams like Fnatic and like all these like really like nerdy, I guess like stereotypical nerdy teams that are just hard to follow. But if you're following like the New York Overwatch team and New York's playing like like Florida or like Mississippi, not that Mississippi would have one. I don't know why I said that, or like Alberta or some shit. That's gonna be interesting to watch. Like you hate if you if, they, if Montreal is playing New York, I'm watching like just to like check it out. So it'll be interesting to see how they choose teams and how they go forward evolving that scene. So that's my two, my hot take on that. You know who would be great to have a take on this and on the podcast? Who? Li Joe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe your your <laughs> yeah. gamer friend who's yeah. a big fucking deal. Actually, a big deal. Yeah. Remember when he was gonna be on the podcast? Yeah, no, let me neither text do him I. Right now, let me text him right now. Sure. He I... can't come on the podcast right now. He can't. Okay. All right. Probably not because it's he'll have an excuse. Ugh, it was in Japan for the last he's uh, going to Switzerland six right hours. That's fucking crazy. Oh, he's going to hang out with Mike? Yeah, I think so. All right, yeah, this is a, we've officially hit to nonsense point where no one knows what we're talking about. So that's when we end this podcast. Is what we do. Um, I will say this: I'm gonna I'm gonna talk out an idea with you for next week. Okay. Uh, I think it's about time we bring James back on to talk uh, how the Wolfpack are doing because they're doing pretty shitty. Okay, I can do that. James, uh, James, always a pleasure to have on. He's uh, he's. Oh uh, well, we probably shouldn't do it after a game night. So two weeks from now, two weeks from now, two weeks from now, we'll get James on the phone. Or, or, or we'll record something earlier from a guest next week. Who knows? Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm just, just throwing that down there. Great. Uh, thanks everyone for listening this week. As always, we have no ads and we have no sponsors and no nothing. So you can always follow us on, uh, on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break, Instagram, Blue Shirts Breakaway, our Facebook page is 
Bluetooth Breakaway also. You can buy a shirt at BlueShirtBreakaway.com, which will soon be transferring to WordPress and become a real website. How many times will I say that? And uh, that's it. You can follow me, Greg, at uh, something on Twitter and me at something on Twitter also. So that's good. There you go. Uh, I don't think our actual handles are at something, though, but we'll figure it out. No, you're something cap lock, some shit. And uh, I'm Orion Mead, so that's it. All right. I love you all. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Let's go, Rangers. And uh, I want eight points. Greg, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.